0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the season finale of Jetlag. This will conclude our pandemic time capsule season, all about how this crazy once-in-a-lifetime pandemic is affecting all the different industries that are related to travel. Um, Today we have a really interesting one. Everybody's heard of people who are kind of travel gurus or points, hackers. And they just seem to know how to take advantage of the travel infrastructure in a way to constantly get all these benefits. It it sounds really cool. It's like they they know the secret sauce into extracting the most out of these different programs and benefits and stuff. And today we are joined by one of them. His name is Emmanuel Deber, and he runs flighthacks.com.au. And you could very quickly gather when you go to his site that he travels a lot. In fact, he (laughs) says 332,533 kilometers equivalent to going around the globe 8.5 times now, but this is all pre pandemic. What I want to know and what we want to know is what does somebody who travels for their job, for their content, what do they do when a pandemic that stops all of that happens? Uh, So, with no further ado welcome to the show thanks for having me yeah of course man so where <laughs> where are you right now
1: uh, i'm in uh perth it's a nice winter's day um stuck inside i've been here for it feels like it's been half a year already right <laughs> so that, yeah It's approaching, right, I? I guess it's almost july time has flown <laughs> time has flown right uh, what does someone that travels a lot do um not all too much. I think it's uh, the best side of it is just uh, the money saving aspect because <laughs> I'm like, I'm like uh, a lot of influencers that pay for most of my trips. So uh, just sitting at home working on my sites is uh, probably saved me a lot in uh, in travel expenses. So uh, yeah. Really?
0: I okay, can't wait we're gonna to have to dive into that a little bit because i think the <laughs> common perception with people who do travel full-time is they've found a way to get all of it comped but you're saying you pay for it so that's gonna be interesting oh yeah using my
1: points or cash said so it's always a mix of both but...
0: right cool but so um i guess let's back up all the way and this is how we've started every uh every episode in in this pandemic series what was 2018 and 2019 like uh, you know, leading up to all of this, what had been happening, uh, what was, you know, 2019 like for you, for example, like, what were you doing? What did the normal year look like? And what were your projections for 2020?
1: Yeah, look, I was just super excited for, for 2020 to start. 2019 was, I think, a pretty good year for airlines and for travel in general. If you If you look at the growth of aviation and travel, it's just going up and up and up each year. And then, you know, um, I was in uh, New York over Christmas and then flying back to Australia, New Year's Eve. Um, and there was sort of already these things started with the, the whole COVID thing, you know, and I, I kind of brushed it off as yet one another health scare that everyone was <laughs> on about. Um, but yeah, then I, I was so excited for 2020 and and, and then it all sort of happened in, uh, what was it, early March? Mm-hmm. Every early March, they they started shutting the borders and shit got real, I guess, from a lot Mm -hmm. of people and a lot of uh, industries that are affected by this whole situation. So Yeah,
2: when did you know really that things were going to be serious for the, uh, you know, obviously we were being told from early January that... We needed to wash our hands, and we needed to use hand sanitizer, and stop shaking hands, and that was starting to come into the repertoire from from early January. But like you, I mean, I was in New Orleans at the end of January, and I mean, there was no uh, no indication um, that anything was going to really substantially affect life long term, um, let alone you know to the extent that it has. What were your first indications that? What was that day that you go like, okay, you know, this is serious. The airlines are pretty screwed, <laughs> yeah. um, right now. You know, because I, I, I gotta say too, on uh, you know, which I've been, I, I feel like I, I've thought through every episode of this season, but I haven't said. But it's like there was that period from like. Beginning of January to end of February, where travelling was just a joy because there were so many less people travelling. Yeah, everyone was scared, <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, so what? What was that sort of moment that you went, okay, well, this is this is serious?
1: Well, like I'm am a, a germaphobe to begin with, so I, I usually have my own hands sanitizer ties and wipes when Me I go too. on a plane. I just, like wipe everything down regardless of COVID or not. So I was like, oh, this is great because now everyone's gonna start behaving like an adult and, you know, wash your hands, <laughs> not leave a mess on, on their seed. But, uh, yeah, I think last trip, but it was in, um, in February. No, no, I think my, I think it was, I went to Sydney in March and that was sort of the, the end of it where, uh, everyone's kind of paranoid and everyone's sort of like, Oh, what's going on? Um, sanitizing everything. And then I think later in March, they just announced and, and shut down. And that's when, that's when I was like, oh, okay, this could be like a temporary thing. I still had high hopes for like uh, a trip I was planning in, uh, was it April? I was like, yeah, it, it will, will be fine. No one will be flying. So it will be amazing. I'll just be on my own in first class sipping champagne. <laughs> it would be great. <laughs> <laughs> but that, yeah, that all changed. So I think late March, I was like, okay, April trip's not going to happen. I'll just keep my fingers crossed for June, hopefully.
2: Had you booked your trip in April already?
1: Yeah, I had I had a whole bunch of bookings right up until the end of the year. So,
2: <laughs> so what has your experience been in in terms of getting credits for those trips or refunds or, you know, what is what have your experiences been in that uh, respect?
1: Uh, as someone that uses uh, miles of points a lot it's it actually doesn't change your situation because uh, those tickets are extremely flexible anyway and you can change them or cancel them for a, a fraction of what it costs to change like a, a cash ticket so if you're booking with points you're always going to get your points back if you cancel uh minus a small fee it could be like 50 bucks or whatever so in mo- in many cases it actually worked out better for me because airlines started to waive these um Points cancellation mm. fees that you pay, which is like fifty to hundred bucks, um, depending on the airline and the program that you're using. So, uh, you know, for people that were using points, it's it wasn't a bad situation uh, because you can, you know, you just change the date or cancel, get your points back. Of course, that depends on the airline. I'm sure we'll touch on them with Virgin Australia. You know, um, that was a whole different situation. And then yeah for later this year i have a, i do have a few uh I some i sometimes book uh tickets with with uh real money <laughs> believe it or not uh and when i do it's usually because they're highly discounted or error fares or something like that so i, I do have a few first class bookings that i uh, got for later this year and i will just have to rely on the uh on the on the insurance of my credit card provider to come through and uh, back me up in this situation. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: so So I guess I've got a question. If you go on, on the site, which again is flat, flighthacks.com.au, um, you know, some of the uh, sections in the header are like reviews or deals. And so under reviews, there's flight reviews, lounge reviews, hotel reviews. All of those things went away entirely for at least one point in time. Now some flights have come back, depends on what country you're in. Um, you know, some hotels have reopened, but for the most part we're still not there. What do you do as somebody who runs a site that is full of content where first of all you can't go and create new content, and second I have to imagine the demand for this content will also take a dip because people aren't traveling either. So what yeah. do you do? What is that like?
1: So in terms of new content, I do have a a, a huge backlog of uh, of old content that I I do need to create. So this is I mean this is a perfect time to sit down and work through it. Uh, in terms of demand, it it is um, absolutely true that people you know are at the moment or at least in the last few months the 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 last the least of their concern is to read uh, first class trip reviews or luxury hotel stays because you know everyone's like shit um i might lose my job i might you know (laughs) not be able to pay the rent um you know all this real life stuff um so i guess looking into travel is 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 the least of their priority but now that things are sort of starting to open up again i think the demand for travel is huge and people in general i believe can't wait to get out there like there's a lot of um a lot of news sites are saying Look, people are scared to fly, people are scared to travel. But then the other day, you know, um, Jetstar sells out 10,000 tickets in less than four hours and 70,000 tickets in five hours under their <laughs> sale. So if that doesn't give you a sign of that people are, you know, <laughs> desperate to get out there, and if people people listening don't know Jetstar, it's probably the least favorite airline in Australia. <laughs> Can we say that?
2: I don't know. Uh, Tiger Tiger would be up there, too. I've floated yeah. a few times, but I knew
0: <laughs> it was... a budget airline, so, you know. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, if you know Jetstar's budget getting onto it and you're just trying to get to another it's city, fine, it's, yeah. it's fine. But it's not something you write home about, that's for sure. No. <laughs> but, I mean, if they can sell that many tickets in such a short yeah, time. Yeah, that's crazy.
2: Spare, I mean, but I a lot of it's... that has to do with the fact that they've changed their cancellation policies, that people like are that, now going... Yeah. There's no risk really, uh, in booking a 19 dollar ticket to uh, from Sydney to Melbourne if you know that you can get that 19 dollars back if shit hits the fan again.
1: yeah consider considering all this bad stuff that's happened, the, one of the most positive thing that's come out of it is all the flexibility travelers are getting uh, with their future plans, so pretty much everyone has a flexible policy, and it's pretty damn good if I might say.
0: Well, I have to imagine that the type of people taking advantage of a flight sale like that too are going to be a younger demographic. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure how much data you have on a site like yours that's you know often talking about business and first class. Um, does that attract a, a slightly older uh, demographic? Uh,
1: my my readers are, are generally between 25 and 35. So, oh wow, I would say we're we're all in a kind of aspirational age where we want to uh experience luxury but obviously don't wanna or can't afford to pay uh you know the full price tag which a lot of people can't but you know there's there's ways around that by using points and miles and just optimizing if you know you know if you know the, the whole game it's very easy to to travel in luxury for less than economy so a lot of yeah a lot of people are will be in my kind of age bracket and of course there's older, older people as well. Um, point hackers, it's got no age limit. Just mm-hmm. no, yeah.
0: Interesting. So, you know, I think the travel industry in general, it does have pent up demand. But, you know, the cruise lines just a few weeks ago had to push their initial sailing dates back another three months. Um, and they're all... You know, trying to figure out how much cash they have on hand because if you're a cruise line and your ship isn't out sailing, you make $0. Um, So it's probably not quite the same for the airlines, but in a sense for touring companies, for a lot of experiences, right? Because not only with your points can you just get flights and hotels, but you can also book experiences, dinners, uh, all sorts of things once you actually arrive at your destination. Um, A lot of those... Companies haven't figured out when it's going to come back. So, what have you noticed? Because you said you had things booked. Are you having to still cancel things on a rolling basis, or are you just booking far enough out to where you're, you've got your fingers crossed?
1: Yeah, at the moment it's it's cancellations on a rolling basis. So I've got a I've got flights for July. So July is is generally where we go to Europe because uh, I'm from Belgium originally. Mm-hmm. So I go home for the summer holidays, um, and that's all—all cancel. I mean, I'm, I need still need to cancel it. Uh, they're all points bookings, but yeah, that's all down the drain. Um, because there's no at the moment there's no end inside for Australian travel. Special we um, we don't really have a set date. it's, it's saying like 17th to September, but I, I feel that might be pushed out again, or you know, mm-hmm. depending if they have some sort of travel bubble opening up which we'll see about it seems like at the moment it's a lot of political point scoring and not um real action on on how travel might affect people's lives so yeah
2: so when we're talking about this period of you know you you mentioned that uh one of the good changes that's happened has been the cancellation policy flexibility which we hope is something that that hangs around which you know god knows it won't but uh, hopefully it hangs around for a good period of time as people need that confidence again but airlines from around the world have been doing a number of pivots for their frequent flyer programs to entice people to still use frequent flyer programs to um, shop and and gain points elsewhere um, what have been some of the most valuable non-travel alternatives um, that you've seen for frequent flyer programs at the moment? Have you seen any really good pivots in the airline industry and the frequent flyer industry?
1: American Express actually launched a, a pretty compelling offer, and I think it, it's quite a few countries around the world. So, I, um, from memory, it started in in, the, in Europe, then um, sort of moved to India. Australia and Canada US which are sort of the um what we call the premium markets for for these card providers and they in Australia for example they're offering a, a double double points on your everyday spend, but then there's also a double um cashback option for redeeming them so you can actually redeem points for a, about a 4.5% cashback which is pretty um pretty good in terms of freaking fly points so that means that you can actually use your points to turn them into cash and pay off your expenses from your your card that makes sense Hmm. it's a very yeah it's for someone that uses their points for flying and for uh, hotel stays. it's it's kind of painful seeing it happen but you know at least there is another option for people that want to take advantage of it
2: is there the worry as well that when flights resume normally or some version of normal that points aren't going to go as far as they used to uh, when it comes to booking flights that reward bookings may end up you know becoming more substantially expensive along with tickets themselves you know what is your feeling about how things are going in that respect
1: i i personally think it's going to take a few years before all this gets back to a pre-COVID state and in that time period airlines and hotels and anything in travel is going to you know put out some incredible offers to entice people to get out there again I don't think you will see too many uh, as we call it, points devaluations is where, where the program puts up the prices which is an ongoing process you know points don't increase in price uh, in value they, they decrease over time so you so we earn them and then we burn them. Um, but I I don't see too many huge devaluations in the foreseeable future, simply because at the moment there is no travel demand. So it it would be kind of suicidal for an airline to go like, well, look, we're we gonna we're we gonna ruin our own loyalty program um, for our loyal passengers who have been using our products, uh, paying with our credit cards, uh, flying with us for so many years. It it would be kind of like a backstab So I think what a lot of airlines are doing. We can see this with Qatar. They're just establishing themselves as um, kind of the apex predator in the airline industry where they're flying everywhere. Yeah, they have barely
2: stopped. Yeah.
1: They're now the biggest airline in the world. Um, we've seen a very aggressive campaign where they're trying to scoop up uh, the top-tier frequent flyers from other airlines, such as Emirates, um, Velocity, and the yeah, like. Yeah, I missed
2: I missed that period where you. I, I heard about it too late because I've I'm yeah. platinum with Velocity and I'm going. Well, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with that now. And and I was hoping an airline would come uh, that would kind of try and nab nab yeah, me, but yeah. I, I missed I missed it.
1: <laughs> yeah, so Qatar, Qatar came in and just nabbed up all those uh, those, those premium customers, offering them uh, status know, the highest tier of uh, of the One World Alliance. And with that comes, you know, like a uh, free upgrade from economy to business, stuff like that. So it's a pretty compelling offer. They're they're one of my favorite airlines anyway. Um, so it's it's good to see that, that at least someone took the initiative and go like, oh, look, this is kind of an opportunity for us to establish ourselves as the trusted brand in aviation, where everyone else is just laying off people and canceling flights left, right and center. If they're going like, well, look, we're going to be reliable and uh, fly to places where no one else is, and this is going to capture a huge market for us. So,
2: yeah. The fun of limitless money from Qatar. <laughs> yeah, well, it's
1: it's good if you're. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good if you're a rich uh, country with sort of unlimited supplies of uh, money. To, you know, I mean, it's it's gonna it's gonna do a huge. Uh, it's a huge marketing campaign for the country as well. If you think about it, they still have the FIFA World Cup coming up
2: um we should have gone to australia but anyway <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is a, i mean this is a huge promotional stunt as well other than you know uh, supporting the airline aviation industry so well it's, all, it's, it's funny because
0: it, it sounds like such a great deal but they're offering people uh, a limited amount of time right it, what do you get the benefits for a year or something like that well no one's even going to travel for the next half year anyways so like it's yeah, kind of. It's kind of like a false <laughs> offer in a way because they don't. Well, they don't yeah, have to honor depends. anything.
1: Yeah, it depends how how positive your outlook is for uh, future travels. <laughs> At the moment, it's looking pretty bleak, but the, they are, um, you can requalify for a fraction of the usual miles that it will usually take mm-hmm. for another year. So it would extend it for for two years. But yeah, as you said, all these um, airlines extending their programs. It sounds great
0: on paper, and you're like, "Oh my God, it's amazing!" But uh, we're still stuck at home. <laughs> I, I've got I've got one question. So we're in a, you know, really weird once in a lifetime situation with the pandemic. As somebody who is constantly staying abreast with different hacks and uh, opportunities, is there any once in a lifetime opportunities have happening in the travel hacking space that you think? could only be captured with something like this happening? <laughs> Not, I don't think there's anything
1: crazy right now. I mean, I have I have booked some flights during the, the whole lockdown um, because they were just too good. For example, we saw the, once again, Qatar Airways um, doing something crazy, which was, they had a, they still have a promotion where if you book a flight, um, any flight, you can change the um, destination by up to 5,000 miles. So if you, if you grasp the concept of how far 5,000 miles is, it's actually pretty far. So what I did and what many other people did was there is certain, um, routes in the world that are always cheap in premium cabins. So for example, um, I booked, uh, Colombo, Sri Lanka. To Muscat in business class with Qatar Airways for I think it was seven hundred and fifty dollars Australian, so that's what uh, four fifty US. And because uh, Muscat is in the within the five thousand mile range from Europe, you can then change the ticket to Europe. So you're getting like a full return ticket business class from Asia to Europe for seven hundred fifty bucks, which is pretty amazing. That's crazy. And then- and then the other added benefit is that you could change the date whenever you wanted to. Or if you wanted to cancel it, they would give you a, a, a voucher.
0: So do they just assume that because you had to do all these extra steps in order to make that happen, that they, you know, most people wouldn't do it or something?
1: I'm not sure if the intention of them was that, you know, you would <laughs> you could change it that far, but maybe it was. Maybe it was a very strategical thing that they were like well we're gonna get everyone talking about this and it kind of did so <laughs> in the end of the day it makes sense for them because a lot of these flights would be going empty-ish um so why not why not give it to the people that actually seek out these deals and you know um take advantage of the opportunities which would be you know a small percentage anyway it's not like the average public has got knowledge of this and knows how to do it so it would be you know we'll be talking about thousands of people not tens of thousands that are, or hundreds of thousands that are booking these crazy deals i booked another one i don't know if it's going to happen but it's you know air france uh la première first class which is one of those grail redemptions for us aviation geeks because you can't book it on points unless you are the top tier air france um, freaking flyer and paying cash, of course, is you know ten thousand dollars for one way. So I got one for uh, I think once again seven hundred dollars or something. So we'll see if that happens. It depends if I can get out of the country or not.
2: <laughs> When's That's that for? Crazy. Uh
1: I've been I've been re rebooking because they just cancelled it. So I've I've been I've spent more time on this ticket. I think if I work out the time I've spent working this ticket. <laughs> i probably could have bought bought it outright with cash depending on how much i you
2: could have build myself minimum wage paid for it <laughs> yeah I could
0: have. It'll,
2: it, it'll make a great story um it's content and, and it's gonna be great content for sure and and actually that's one thing before we before we continue I, I did want to just talk about your website a little bit you know how how have you pivoted your own business through this period you know, I see there's there's a lot of different content coming up now you know talk us through a little bit about about your process of pivoting your business uh during this time
1: yeah so um for me I, I was when it all happened I was still working on uh the relaunch of my site so i've I've done a whole, uh, whole not myself but my teams done a whole all re rebrand um build it up from scratch and uh, I've been working on that, getting it live. Um, and so that's been, that's been my, my focus is just to uh, improve my website, improve my user experience, and then work with other advertising partners other than, uh, credit card providers and airlines, et cetera, um, to offer a different, um, uh i I guess different promotions for that are current for example like uber eats they've been great working with me so you know it's very relevant where people are staying home ordering in so those kind of advertising partners um that's been my pivot where i'm just seeking out different different opportunities with brands to work with
0: yeah i guess i guess a lot of these points programs are so diverse with what you can redeem these days that you probably have more content than it might seem, even if flights are shut down.
1: Yeah, I mean the news cycle keeps going, and it's—I mean—it's pretty pretty busy right now with all these all this news popping up about airlines going under and um, this promotion, that promotion. This this airline is extending their status. Like, I don't—I don't think we've, <laughs> there's usually that much talk. Um, but yeah, I, I've been Marketing teams must be kind of busy as well, trying to, you know, retain users and keep everyone engaged. So it's definitely providing content for people like me. It's just that I, I can't actually fly. <laughs>
2: so. so when it comes to that sort of confidence and and looking at the Australia market, obviously you mentioned Virgin Australia before, what do you think is going to happen with Virgin and and the Velocity program, and with their partnerships with Singapore and Delta, um, you know, as someone myself who's a, a platinum Velocity flyer, and I'm already thinking about you know how I can jump ship and 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 move to another uh, program. Um, but should I be thinking that way? I mean, what what's your feeling on that network and what's going to happen there?
1: Yeah. So initially, when uh, leading up to the pandemic i had a, i had a pretty good feeling that they were going to go under um, and i saw I, I warned i warned my readers about it and said "Look, you, if you if you have a lot of points transfer them out now because eventually they will lock lock down the so for those that don't know uh, velocity you begin transfer points to singapore airlines which is a much bigger airline much more stable mm-hmm. they've just huge cash injection from uh their state run investment, you know, mm. program. So they're not going anywhere, whereas Velocity is is pretty small, uh, huge debts. And for those that had a lot of points there, the risk was that when the airline goes under, even though the Velocity program is a separate company, they're still tied together somehow. So they don't, that all got suspended and people are now, a lot of people are now stuck with these huge balances. Um, Initially, it looked pretty bad. So, you know, what could have happened is that they were like, well, your points are now worth nothing, which is what happened in the past with other airlines, like Air Berlin, for example, had a few points in there. They went under and I think I got 50 euros from them, from, I got a a letter from uh, the creditors in Germany saying that's the value I got from my miles. So they were all gone. Um, And the fear was that something like that could happen with, with Velocity. Now I think the outlook is much more positive. Where we have uh, two big investment companies from the U.S. One of them, uh, I think, Sirius Capital, is um, tied together with Richard Branson and the Virgin brand. Uh, they're looking to to buy the airline. There's another one, Bain Capital, is looking to buy. And then now recently, the other day, the uh, bondholders have uh, come on. With, on board and said, look, we're we wanna, we wanna you know uh, reinvest more money into the company pre-COVID and relist it, which is another crazy idea. So I don't know what's gonna happen. Apparently we're gonna find out in the coming weeks who is actually buying it or if the company gets relisted, that would mean that everything kind of goes back to normal-ish. Um, I think if it gets bought out They've already said the point's going to be safe. Flights will be honored. Um, there will be, um, I guess no one will be losing a huge amount of value um, in the short term. So we we will be able to use our points for flights again. Um, I'm not sure if they will open up the portal to transfer to Singapore Airlines right away because just a preventative measure to stop people from panicking, you know, it's like it's like the supermarkets preventing how much toilet paper you can <laughs> you can buy because people, if they don't have a limit, they just buy it all. So for those that didn't transfer out, if they open it up again, no doubt they won't just, you know, flood out and that will cost them a lot of money because they have to pay for these miles as well. So I think short-term it's, you know, it's looking pretty positive. Whereas when Velocity get uh, sorry, Virgin gets bought out with Velocity as well, uh, they're going to do a lot of work to try to retain their user base and make sure that they're going to get value um, out of the program because that's that's a really essential part of the airline is to convince people that look we are credible we are going to look after you and make sure the tickets are honoured. So I think it's I think in in the long term it will all be all be fine. So
2: yeah. Well, that's well, that's good news and and I think just in general, what are your What are your predictions of how airlines will change and and how frequent flyer programs will change, at least in the short term, the next couple of years?
1: Yeah. They're going to have to work on, I mean, we've seen the extensions, which is fine, but then if this uh, whole trial situation continues into next year, which is, there are rumors that, you know, I mean, Qantas just announced this morning, um, they won't see international travel going back until July next year, which is, you know, in my mind, is wild.
0: But <laughs> who knows what happens? So that's
2: that's crazy. That, that's that that's seems nuts. a little
0: crazy, especially being that they're not based in a country like the U.S., where we have major airlines doing a lot of flights, and we're in which worse shape.
2: Part of the problem, yeah. probably. It is part of the problem, <laughs> but
0: it's, it's still just crazy that. Yeah.
1: And I mean, yes, in Australia, we, we, you know, it depends on how you look at it. We've either got a really good or we got a really bad. So in, in terms of health, we've got a really good because there's hardly any um, spread. So, I mean, WA, there's like pretty much zero spread in the community. So we can mm. do as we do before, but we're in our own little island state closed off from the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. That You're does. closed off from
2: the rest to, of Australia.
1: <laughs> but that as well, you know, I mean, I can't even leave the state. Um, so in our own little bubble, it's all happy, you know, happy days. But if you look at the wider picture, you can't just isolate yourself from the world forever, because that, that's what I would take, you know, this virus isn't going to go away magically. So I think they have to find a middle ground and let people take responsibility for themselves and their health, um, instead of trying to protect everyone. You know, that's, that's very that, Swedish that's <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'm European, so <laughs> yeah, right. Not too, not too far off.
0: Oh, well, they boy. look.
1: I mean, it looks like they're having a pretty amazing summer. I've had some friends in Sweden, and they're out, out and about, yeah, enjoying summer.
2: Uh,
0: just hit. Um, so, yeah. yep. <laughs> oh man. Well, hey, you know, it's really interesting to hear your insights. Um, it sounds, it doesn't sound quite as bleak when you put it certain ways. You know, and and there's um. I'm glad that you've had a lot of content to fall back onto and you know, there's a lot of things to look forward to with some of these crazy deals and and booking flights and stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, thanks for coming on Emmanuel. I really appreciate that. I I just want to let all the listeners know again, you can go to flighthacks.com.au Um, for all our non Australian listeners, there are deals and error fares on there that will probably apply internationally. Uh, as you've heard, like with some of these Qantas deals. So definitely go check it out regardless of, of where you're from. And um, yeah, take advantage of those points. Maybe get that once in a lifetime uh, Air France first class cabin, albeit maybe not as many hours as as Emmanuel's putting in. But thanks for coming on and chatting with us, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. That's good. Thank you.
2: All right, Andrew. Well, that's, uh, that's it for this season of jet lag. Um, there was so much to take away from that last chat just about how resilient the airlines are and how resilient the travel industry is. And even an airline like Virgin Australia that we thought was done and dusted, uh, are very much, um, still in for the count.
0: So that's got to leave us with something of a positive message to end on. Yeah. I mean, I think everything we talked about in this season, right. Which had a lot of, breadth and and depth Um, nobody was down and out really I think there were varying degrees of pivoting happening some people had to go on pause and there wasn't really much of a pivot to be had they're just kind of waiting Um, which is hard and I think we heard that from you know like when we talked with LPX you know And, and she's just like I'm a creative I play shows and now I can't play shows so her pivot was personal. But we've had other people, you know, we're talking to were like, you know, that company you mentioned that was building stages and doing live shows, they're like, okay, now we're gonna make standing desks. It's like you, you can't have more of a pivot than that. But um, either way, whether internal or external, it seems like everybody's getting along in its own way. And that's kind of what the broader scope of humanity really is. It's always just Getting on with it because we have to, right? Uh, that that we do. Uh,
2: you know, I think after this conversation, I'm going to go out and look for some $750
0: first class <laughs> flights. Uh... That's crazy. <laughs> That's so crazy. You know, and and I I really want to get back on the error fair game too because the best, honestly, I think the best trip I ever have taken in my life was an error fair, and I remember I was doing a gig in Sydney. I'm walking on the harbor, opera house on my left, museum on the right. And I'm trying to buy a flight while doing a social media job. But it's because (laughs) it was $200 to go from New York City to Milan, then Prague to Tokyo. 200 bucks. And I was like, no way. So I booked it. It kept. And Rachel and I left for 35 days or 40 days straight and went all through europe and japan and korea and we took the long way back to australia and i'll never forget that you know so i if i can get a deal now and book it even though i don't know what's going to be happening by then it's it's Mm. certainly worth a shot i can i can recommend that
2: yeah absolutely um
0: and on that note too not just travel but you know i i mentioned i i've got that uh, tickets to that show in Alabama that was supposed to be in September. Well, it got moved to May and I have until the end of this month, which is like a week uh, if I want a refund, but you know what? I'm not doing it. I'm going to go to the show. I don't know what the hell I'm doing in May, but <laughs> I want to go, you know? So.
2: And I-, I think something that we haven't touched on this season and, and a note maybe that I'll, I'll end, uh, I'll end it on is, This is a time for us to all look into domestic travel and opportunities within our own states and provinces and territories that maybe we hadn't considered before. Um, We are creatures of travel. We want to get out there. We want to do things. And I think over the next few months in particular, we are going to have opportunities to really... Explore our own backyards in ways that we've never done before. You're going to see a lot of campaigns around the world pushing locals to travel because Mm -hmm. external visitors can't come in. And I think anything that we can do to support our local travel industry by being tourists in our own cities and in our own regions, I think that's something we all have to keep in mind and a real opportunity for us to. Um, see our own cities in a different light. You know, travel doesn't have to be getting on a plane and going to Milan. It, it, it can be getting in a car or a bus and going an hour down the road. And um, there's a lot less jet lag with that if we're going to bring the title of the series into <laughs> it. <laughs> but um, there's still a lot of adventure to be had no matter where you are in the world.
0: Indeed, man. Well, we did it. It's cool to have this on record and remember a time where, without a doubt, anybody who went through it is going to look back at 2020 and just go, What the happened? You know? (laughs) (laughs) So now we've got it. And I'm really curious to see how we look back at each one of these facets of what we talked about in the future Mm -hmm. and see how right or wrong we were. But more importantly, just to remember how we felt when things were shaken up.
2: Yeah, it is a strange thing to be uh, sitting in one spot for an extended period of time. For me, as I'm sure it is for you, but I, I have a I have a little inkling that I will look back on this period fondly because I really got to uh, experience life in a different way, and that's come with a lot of tragedy, and that's come with a lot of. Um, uh, incredible experiences. Um, it's come with, I mean, obviously I- incredible turmoil in the world. So I realize the privilege in my, you know, in my tone in in looking at this period like that, and hopefully, um, you know, things don't progress off the deep end, and uh, which of course is still a, <laughs> a distinct still possibility.
0: A- I, I was convinced that by the end of this that maybe our content would be outdated because, you know, we we're doing this at like once a week or maybe twice a week. And I thought, man, in that period of time, this thing might be over. And it's it's actually not. Um, as America today.
2: today recorded uh, their highest level of new coronavirus transmissions since recording started.
0: Yeah. All I know is that when s- season three discussions happen at all i want all of this to not exist and uh I'm, I'm i'm thinking that's gonna happen i'm thinking it'll i think that'll be the case so <laughs> it's hard to, it's hard to know i mean it's anyone it's anyone's
2: guess and if we've learned anything in this season is indeed that what happens next is anyone's guessed is anyone's guess and uh i think on uh on that note we should uh we should call it a season
0: yep All right, well, we'll see what happens. Thank you to everybody for listening and going on this journey with us and diving into the details of the different parts of people's lives that have been affected by this and the immobility that it has uh, put upon us, but also the inner mobility that it's forced us to go and get after. So thank you for all being here with us. Thank you for checking this out. It's been a it's been a pleasure. It's been a blast once again, uh, Larry, and um, yeah, let's we'll see what happens.
2: We'll see you next season, whenever that is, and whatever it looks like. <laughs>
0: and I hope it's more on the road. So see you in the skies. See you on the roads. See yeah, I you. think
2: let's put it let's put it out there. The next season, every episode we're recording in a different place.
0: Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah,
2: just just to get back at this one just put it let's put it out in the world let's let's do that we've got look lisa's invited us both to memphis so we know we've got that
0: yeah and that's high on my list that'd be a repeat trip for you but at first anyways thank you have a great great rest of your pandemic (laughs) 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 And, and onwards and upwards to all of you